This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. gentlemen boys and girls welcome back to another episode of talking halos i am your host today jared timms and i am joined alongside nate green nate how you doing good it's always fun to hear you introduce the show it's fun love that good i i enjoy it i think i've gotten a little bit better as time has gone on derek has been a great teacher and you know just listening to hosts around you know baseball uh darren sutton victor rojas mark gubaza Honestly, it's kind of been kind of ni- like nice to listen to those guys do their thing because it kind of gives me an idea of how I want to do things and how I would do things differently. And I don't know. I don't know how my voice. I, I think my voice sounds pretty good too. You know, yeah. I I'd always thought that my voice wasn't great, and then I kind of started transforming it into something different, and it's actually not been too bad. So, guys, as always, we're gonna be doing this podcast on a daily basis, and we appreciate you listening to it. If you had any questions for us, shoot us a, an email, talkinghalos at gmail.com. Go follow us on all of our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tim's. You can follow Nate at NateGreen34 because we're going to be complaining about something that Nate told me a little bit later in this show. He might have ended a streak for somebody, but hey, it wasn't my fault. I didn't tweet about it. And guys, as always, give us one second to pay the bills. Some mornings you wake up feeling ready to just pull the covers back over your head and go back to sleep. No judgment of course, but let's make having the most comfortable sheets the reason why. Don't love your sheets? Linen has you covered. They work directly with the manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without those luxury level markups. And Brookline is much more than just sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear, and so much more. So go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code BUDS, B-U-D-S, to get 25% off when you spend $100 or more, plus you get free shipping. Check out the description box for more, but that's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code BUDS. B-U-D-S, all in capitals, to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus you get free shipping. All right, guys, enough with all the introductions. Let's get this show rolling, and 
Unfortunately, the Angels lost the opener against the Texas Rangers 6-4. They showed some fight, scored four in the sixth to make it a 6-4 game. They brought the winning run to the plate, if I'm not mistaken, in the ninth with uh, Luis Renifo. We'll talk about that in a second because I have a question to ask you. Actually, Nate, I'll just kind of start that question off now. Would you have pinch hit Scott Schebler for Luis Renifo there? I believe two outs, bottom of the ninth. I don't know, you know, you get a little power up, a little bit of a different look. He was good, in, Shebler was good in spring. I don't know, give me your give me your two cents. I think Shebler was still on the bench for it. Uh, he actually was the pinch runner who ran for Suzuki, and I actually was thinking to myself, I would have had Jose Rojas run for Kurt Suzuki and then let Shebler hit for Rangifo, and then they could just put in Bam Boom for Shebler after and put Rojas at third and Bam Boom uh, behind the dish. So that, I was actually thinking that, and I was kind of kind of going, why not Shebler here? Especially knowing the game that Rangifo had had. I think he was ended up the game over three with a with two Ks and two errors. So he's at that time it was over two with two Ks and two errors. I probably would have pinched it for him, but that's a moment where he's either going to strike out or he's going to hit a home run to win the game. And we were going to forget about his 0 for 2 with two errors, but he ended up making the last out of the game. Yeah, and honestly, we all go through those games as baseball players. It's it's always, I guess, kind of a running joke that baseball players fail 70% of the time. I mean, I've been told that my entire life. And it's cool and everything, but when you fail more than 70% of the time during a game, it really sucks, and I, I feel for Renifo, he's been there before, so. The Angels, unfortunately, fall to 8-6 and six on the season. They will be a, I believe, a game and a half back of the Mariners. They have a 55.9% chance of making the playoffs, according to fan graphs, and honestly, still not a horrible start to the season. You hope the Angels can take two more from the Rangers, and just because the AL West is going to be all, it's going to be open all year. It, it really will be. We'll continue to talk about it as the year goes on. At, at the moment, the Angels are also on pace for 87.3 wins and 74.7 losses. Round that down to 87 and 75. I'm sorry, I get too involved in the numbers there. So round that stuff up and down, and that's what you're going to have. At the moment, the Astros are projected to be an 88 win team so it's going to be open all year it's going to be a lot of fun and i'm super excited to talk angels baseball with you guys on a daily basis so rangers pitcher looked really freaking good kohei you are arahara i believe is how you say it i am the worst at names you guys all know that nate what do we see from arahara because everything looked like it was just moving and super gross and he's going to be somebody that you probably want to watch running down the season don't you yeah, he, he looked really good. Uh, he had his strikeout pitch working for most of the night. I think he got six in six innings, um, threw about six shutout innings, maybe five and, uh, what was it, five and two-thirds. So, yeah, he looked really good. Uh, had the Angels looking pretty silly at the dish. I was expecting Otani to hit him decently well. I, I figured he had probably seen him before, and maybe he had a little bit of inside information, but uh, did not. When the splitter's going like that, and you get that much movement on a pitch, and you haven't seen somebody before like that, it's it's tough for a team to pick him up. And he's going to have a lot of success this year because of that fact. At least the first time through the AL, it's going to be tough for teams to, to really pick him up. But next time the Angels see him, because it's going to happen at some point this year, I expect him to hit him real hard. I think, honestly, 
I feel like it happened with uh, Yusei Kikuchi as well. The Angels kind of got shut out a little bit the first time they faced him, and then ever since then, the Angels have just really hit him pretty well. I, I could totally be wrong. Maybe the maybe Otani started off pretty hot against him, and I think he hit a home run, or he hit, he hit the ball pretty hard the first couple times against Kikuchi, and now I feel like the Angels just kind of really hit Kikuchi well. So on the other side of things, Dylan... I said, who doesn't hit that guy well right yeah, now? Yeah, well, I mean, totally, totally off topic. I loved what Kikuchi did last year. You saw the velocity kick up. We saw the pitches do a lot of different things. I mean, it was just kind of fun to see him be better last year in it, to an extent and kind of excited to see him this year as well to see what he did over an extended period of time. So on the other hand, Dylan Bundy looked good through five innings, hit the sixth inning, and kind of hit a wall. Nate, you always talk about Angels pitchers not being able to go more than five innings. That was kind of the case today as well, except for we don't expect that from Dylan Bundy. So what do we kind of see from Bundy tonight that kind of, you know, did you did we see anything? Because I, honestly, I was making dinner, unfortunately. I made some pasta. Didn't really get to watch too much Bundy start, but he looked good from what I saw, and then all of a sudden hit a wall, a couple of blue pits, some errors, I think, in the mix as well, and it was just kind of all downhill from there, and that's, that's kind of where the Angels lost the game. Yeah, he's actually my exception to the rule on the angel pitcher can only go five innings. He's the guy that um, you're hoping can go seven to really help that bullpen out tonight. He couldn't get through six, but yeah, he kind of some tough luck in that sixth inning. Ground ball, single through the hole, blooper here, really good pitch. The the knockout blow was a, a two-strike pitch that he threw above the letters that uh, the guy just tomahawked into left field for an RBI single, and that was kind of it for him. But yeah, I thought he kind of... I thought he threw the ball really well. Just a couple good, timely base hits in the right spots. And, you know, that's that's the name of the game. Hit them where they ain't. And that's kind of what Texas did in that sixth inning and, and got to the bullpen. So really, really good job by Texas in that inning. Honestly, when when you look at a real the real turning point in the game, because I feel like there's always a turning point in the game, that was when Shohei Otani got robbed in center field by, is it Robo Garcia? Or, uh, no, it's Adelis Garcia. I'm sorry. There you go. Yeah, yes. that's that's who it was. Got robbed in, I believe, the bottom of the fifth inning. It would have been a 1-1 game going into the top of the sixth. The Rangers turn around and put up a five spot on Bundy. And I think C-Shek came in after that. And Rangers really never looked back. But that was really the, the big turning point, I think. That, other than the Angels battling pretty well. Putting up the, I think they put up a, what, a four spot. And then also bringing up... Like I said, the winning run to the plate in the bottom of the ninth with two outs. So, yeah. And one other thing that I kind of noticed here as going through baseball savant, the Angels had 11 balls hit over 99 miles an hour tonight. Three of them by Justin Upton. Three of them by Albert Pujols. Kurt Suzuki was in the mix. Shohei Otani was in the mix twice. Both Suzuki and Otani were in the mix twice. And Jared Walsh stays hot as well. So, a couple interesting names there. And I guess a couple of interesting names that aren't on there. No Mike Trout on the on the hard hit list. We'll talk about him in a second. But Albert Poole stole a base tonight, Nate. I don't know. Did you see that? Oh, I did. It was quite uh, impressive. Yeah, he had him timed up pretty good. It looked like he was going no look for uh, two times in a row. And Pujols was like, I'm just going to gamble that he's going to go no look again. And he, he took it. The veteran. The veteran presence out there going, going doing his thing. So uh, honestly, I like I've said many times before, He's a he's such a leader. I, I, I know he's getting paid $30 million, and the stat line isn't there, but 
look at who stands next to him every national anthem. It's Mike Trout. There's a reason why he does that. The reason why they are two of the best players of our generation standing right next to each other doing their thing. And he's kind of leading this young crew. It feels... I, I, I kind of want to compare it to like a Kobe Bryant-esque thing. Because, but I think Kobe was better his final year. And, you know, I, I that's what I kind of feel like it was. It, it is in a sense. Like, Pools is kind of passing passing the torch in a sense to Mike Trout and also kind of teaching the kids what to do I, I don't know do you remember remember Kobe in his final year kind of how that felt I don't know I know you don't watch too much basketball but I just I just remember that feeling like that uh yeah a little bit where he was really trying to pass the, pass the torch but um I I think their situation's a little different. They ended up getting their own superstar on LeBron James, and I think Kobe was more than happy to let LeBron kind of be the next superstar of L.A., where Trout and, o- or, yeah, Trout and Pujols are on the same team. So I think it's something that you're comparing. You probably see it more in the NFL, where you see quarterbacks like kind of passing the torch to, to a younger guy, maybe I'm trying to think of, of a good one off the top. Maybe like a Montana. Wasn't it Montana to... Um, Tom Brady? No, no, <laughs> but but you see in the NFL a lot more where quarterbacks will will pass the torch to a to a younger guy. So I don't know. I think I think Pools has definitely been a, a big presence for these Angels, especially some of these young guys that are really learning how to go about their business in the MLB because it is totally different than the minor leagues and college or high school wherever they came from. Yeah, and I mean, if I got to put another comparison out there just to piss off some Packers fans, uh, there it is. Far to Rodgers. Nope. Rodgers to Jordan Love. Farved to Rodgers. Perfect. <laughs> same, same. I, I get it. I get it. So on to some minor league news. Honestly, I don't have too much minor league news other than I've kind of been able to talk to some people and got a feel for what's going on in the minors right now. And it's going to be a interesting year. It really will be. And one thing that I want to mention now that I think needs to be mentioned before minor league season starts is that I think there's a real influence on winning baseball games in the minors. And that's kind of been a big focus, in my opinion, where the Angels have missed out on. And I think that's a big part of development where the Angels have missed out on moving forward is winning in the minor leagues and having that winning author- winning mentality in the minor leagues. And Nate, I know that's a big thing for us. If you're not winning in the minors, I just feel like it's kind of not doing its thing. You know, you can you can develop all you want. Like we've seen Joe Adele, Brandon Marsh, and those guys develop as, as best as they can. But, I mean, you look at every season they've played, I don't think they've been in a, in a minor league playoff game, let alone a major league playoff game. They haven't even been in a minor league playoff game. And that's, that's I think, going to be a huge factor for the Angels moving forward. And it'll be really, really interesting to see. As a lot of us know, minor league tickets are going on sale. So if you are in the area for any minor league games, get your tickets. Go support the minor league teams. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. The Angels are going to have some interesting pieces out in Inland Empire. They're going to have, actually, they're going to have some pretty interesting pieces everywhere, depending on where guys go as well. I think that... Inland Empire is going to have a pretty interesting pitching staff, and they're going to have a couple hitters as well. So if you're in the Tri-City area, look for Jordan Adams. If you're in Salt Lake, I mean, it's going to be Brandon Marsh and and Joe Adele up there, and it'll be a lot of fun. So go to those games, and 
and in uh, the the Trash City Pandas, I believe is, is what they're called. That that'll be a, a really interesting team as well. So I don't really want to go deep deep into minor leagues tonight because there's not a whole lot of news. You know, they're playing games in Arizona right now. Basically, all minor league games, so like single A, double A, triple A, are all playing games, and they're playing on games on all backfields, which is a lot of fun as well, but I don't want to get into names right now. We can get into names once we start seeing actual games and seeing videos of these players, and honestly, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun to see what, what happens and how they develop. So, Nate, let's get on to today's preview for today's game, and that'll be Shohei Otani against Jordan Lyle. Shohei Otani making his second start of the season. I believe they said he's going to be on a 75-pitch count limit i we don't know i don't think if shohei otani will be wearing a band-aid to help with the blisters at all but safe to say i don't think he will be hitting and pitching today right yeah uh i saw a report that said he will not be hitting today i also saw a report that he threw a pen on sunday and he was not using any anything on that blister so no bandage nothing so i would expect him to be full go without any bandage. I would expect him not to hit. And I would expect to see pretty much what we saw out of him uh, in his first start. Maybe maybe not quite a, as deep into the game. Maybe he, it's for sure five innings and he won't go past that. But yeah, I think I'm really excited to see him back on the mound. Before we give an actual prediction to this game, let's get a Shohei Otani prediction. Nate, what do you got? And then I'll give mine. Uh, five innings, one run, two walks, and seven strikeouts. Really taking advantage of that Texas Rangers offense there, huh? Yes, yes. I like it. I think he gets into pitch count trouble. He'll probably go four and a third, give up three hits, walk four, give up two earned, something along the lines of that, strike out eight. And I'm usually pretty dang close on that, so definitely listen to me. Also, back on to something we didn't mention because I kind of wanted to throw Nate under the bus. Let me kind of take a step back here. Mike Trout last night lost his 32-game on-base streak, and we can all thank that to Nate. Correct, Nate? No, absolutely not. Uh, I brought that up off the record, and you decided to tweet that, which you said you had no problem working with the uh, the the jinxing of a possible Mike Trout in that situation. You said, I'm full go. I'm going to tweet it. And um, what do you know? Well, we blame Jared. Well, he looks to start another streak. And I, I have no issue thinking that he won't not start another streak because Mike Trout's unbelievable. But back onto the preview today, that that's where we got Shohei Otani. I'm, I'm super excited to see Shohei Otani's. Uh, I saw, we saw him live last game. I know we weren't sitting together, but... We saw him live. That was a lot of fun to see that. First time ever seeing him live, in my opinion. I just love watching him from camera angle because you get to see the pitches move. You get to see how hard he's throwing. I get to sit on my phone, take video, and it's just its a lot of fun just to watch Shohei Otani. So, Nate, let's predict the Angels-Rangers game for Tuesday. What do you got? Do you think the Angels win, lose? How many runs? What do we got? I think the Angels win. I think they win the game 6-2. to two, And I think you're going to see Alex Claudio throw again. And I think you're going to see Tony Watson throw again. That's interesting. All right. And you're even going in-depth into the 
into these pitching matchups too. I like that. You know, I'm going to go, the Angels are going to win 9-3 to three or something like that. The offense is going to come alive. And they're never going to turn back around because I think Rendon's going to come back right around the corner. Lagaris is pretty dang close to coming back. Felix Pena, if he's not already back, is close to coming back as well. And this team's going to be a lot of fun to watch down the road. So, Nate, any final thoughts before we get going here? The only reason I say Claudio and Watson is Texas is very left-handed. So I would expect to see Claudio. I would would not be shocked if Claudio is the first guy out of the pen tomorrow. Or today, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It, it, it'll be interesting. And you bring up an interesting point with all the lefties. And it's uh, I'm glad that the Angels now have lefties in the pen. There was a time when there were no lefties in the pen, and that was just kind of not great, I don't think. I, I think you need some type of versatility, some type of difference making in the bullpen, and having those lefties is for sure it. So, yeah, I, I have no final thoughts tonight, guys. As always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're doing a lot of stuff on there. We're going to have, hopefully, a different person joining me every single night, whether it's Brock or Derek or John, I'm hoping to kind of switch it up every night just to give everybody a different look. Like I said, it's going to be a lot of fun. And as always, you can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tims. You can follow Nate and go complain to Nate because he broke Trout Streak at NateGreen34. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast and have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.